When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, what's up? This is Sully from Godsmack. Strap on those boots, baby, because you are now in the trenches of the war room with the one and only Mistress Carrie right here on the Mistress Carrie podcast. What's up? This is Joe Rogan, and you're listening to Mistress Carrie. I have so lovely pretty eyes. Hey, this is Brent from Shinedown, and you're listening to Mistress Carrie. Hey, Carrie, go put your brow on, girl. Hey, this is Steven Tyler, and you'll be listening to the baddest bitch in Boston, Mistress Carrie. What's up? This is Aaron from Stan. And you're listening to Mistress Carrie. Hi, everybody. This is Dave Grohl from the Foo Fighters, and you're listening to the one, the only, Mistress Carrie. Hey, this is David from the band Disturbed, and you're listening to the baddest bitch in Boston, Mistress Carrie. Hi, Bruce Dickinson here from Iron Maiden. Yes, indeed. Miss Whiplash herself, Mrs. Carrie, is here to um, unchain your brain. Hi, this is Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. You're listening to Mistress Carrie. This is Dennis Leary. You are listening to my favorite, Mistress Carrie. Hey, this is Corey from Stone Sour, and you're listening to. You have the privilege of listening to Mr. Scary. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Hey, it's Mistress Carrie reporting for duty from MCHQ for episode 158 of the Mistress Carrie podcast. And before we get to this week's guest, Wolfgang Van Halen from Mammoth WVH, I want to remind you about all of the features you can find at mistresscarrie.com. Not only can you find every episode of the Mistress Carrie podcast, including bonus episodes and the daily sit rep, but you'll also find every episode of my video show, Cocktails in the War Room, my photo galleries, the links to all of my social media pages, my blog. You'll find my official bio and you can shop in the online store. You'll also find the concert and event calendar that is filled with charity events and concerts from all over New England because there's a lot going on, including the shows that Mammoth WVH has got. They'll be touring with Alter Bridge and Seven Dust, and they'll be at Foxwoods on August 12th. Just go to the concert calendar at mistresscarry.com for more. My guest this week has one of the most famous last names in all of rock and roll. But his band Mammoth WVH are getting ready to release their sophomore album, Mammoth 2, on August 4th. Mammoth WVH is also straddling the Alter Bridge 7 Dust Tour with European dates with Motley Crue and Def Leppard and opening up night number one of Metallica's two-year-long M72 World Tour. To say Wolfgang Van Halen is busy is a complete understatement. So when I found out he had some downtime in a hotel room in Germany, I jumped at my chance to talk to him. We talked about his upcoming new album and his songwriting process, the concept of nature versus nurture when it comes to musical ability, his tour dates with Metallica, and finding your own signature guitar tone, plus stories about his friends Seven Dust and Mark Tremonti from Alter Bridge. And we talked about the emotional experience of playing the song Distance in front of a crowd. So... Allow me to introduce you to the one and only Wolfgang Van Halen. 
Good morning, Mr. Van Halen. How are you doing? Good morning. I'm doing well. That actually works out too for me, even though I'm uh, outside of Amsterdam. Amsterdam right now. I did just wake up because we got here early this morning. <laughs> mornings are mornings are stupid when you when you do this for a living and it doesn't matter where in the country you are. Mornings oh, yeah. are dumb. Oh yeah, big time. <clears throat> My dog Wednesday is not happy right now because she thinks someone's <laughs> here because I'm talking to you. <laughs> you are one of the hardest people on the planet to nail down and actually sit down and talk to because you are literally everywhere all the time. I've been been pretty busy. <laughs> How many people does it take to keep track of your schedule? Uh, at least too many. <laughs> at least 3 right now. I have you know it's funny we kind of have this sort of management uh team that we call ourselves we call ourselves the trusted humans and it's it's me it's my uncle Patrick uh, uh, Matt Bruck and, uh, Tim Turnier and, uh, uh, the sort of four of us are like the, uh, the brain trust of mammoth. And so it's like, if one of us forgets something, the other one won't. <laughs> so it's sort of a good relationship that we all have. <laughs> it's going to be a, a huge year for you. Obviously the Metallica tour, the European shows with Motley Crue and Def Leppard, the Alter Bridge tour with Seven Dust and this record. <laughs> <laughs> You've got a lot going on. So uh, August 4th, the sophomore album from Mammoth WVH is coming out. How do you feel before that release as opposed to before the release of the debut album? I think I'm way more excited. I think before I w with the first one, I was a bit more nervous because it was sort of the first thing uh, coming out. But with this, it's like I've established you know, what Mammoth is and everything. So I think w with the whole thing with the album, I came into the whole process with a bit more confidence, you know? Uh, so I think I'm, I'm just kind of excited to show the growth of, of the sound. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, I'm just really excited for everybody to hear it. And most importantly, I'm excited for it to be out so we can start playing everything live. I talked to a lot of songwriters about their process. And a lot of the time, the answer is about the collaboration and you famously talked about how it's all about the isolation for you and working out these song ideas by yourself. Where are the ideas coming from? Are you pulling them out of the ether because you're not really bouncing them off of someone else? So how does the process start for you? Well, I might not have a, a band, but I do have my producer, uh, Elvis Basquet. And he, he's, he's sort of that, almost that other half. Uh, where I am able to kind of get out of my own way uh, and 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 have him, you know, help me out and be like, hey, you're 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 on the right track, or or you know, hey, maybe let's not do this one, you know, kind of stuff like that. You know, he does what a a good producer does. Um, but yeah, overall, it's like I think everything just kind of comes from uh, my experiences and 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 feelings, and you know, I think I I've, I've been through a lot uh, as we all have the past few years. You know, uh, basically. Uh, from 2019 to to when the album is recorded is is you know people think that since the first one came out in 2021 you know uh there was a lot of stuff on there but but i mean there is but uh i finished writing that first album in 2018 um so basically everything that's happened since 2019 and now is is sort of showing up on this album uh you know from the isolation of of covid and everything that happened and uh from losing my dad <clears throat> and that the anxieties of just mammoth in general 
uh, and being out on my own, I think that all really shows up on this album and it ended up being a bit more uh, aggressive and sort of <laughs> anxious while also uh, celebratory at the same time. It's kind of a, a weird combination of, of a bunch of different emotions. The concept of trust comes up a lot in the songwriting process and that you have to be able to trust the people you're working with, not so much to handle your good ideas, but to be able to not judge you for the bad ones. How important is that trust between you and him and the ability, especially when you come with the weight of your name, to be able to come and not be afraid to bring a bad idea to the table? It's it's super important, uh, the relationship that we have and that, that we the way we work off each other is because it's like we can be honest with each other, like you said. Um, I think there are some working relationships I've had where um, uh, the, the person will try to kind of insert any idea they can just to say it was their idea rather than what is uh, uh, the best for the song or for the overall picture of it. And uh, with Elvis, it's like we just work so well together and it's always for the benefit of the song, uh, not for each other. You know what I mean? Um, so. Yeah, it's uh, I, I can't imagine working on on any mammoth stuff without him. He's he's absolutely the best. A lot of artists had to make the decision whether they were going to have an album be an escape from all the covid stuff that you're talking about or whether they were going to reflect all of the uncertainty in the world through their music. So it sounds like a lot of that uncertainty might be coming out in this record. Am I wrong? Yeah, no, there's a lot of. There's a lot of thinking <laughs> on this record. I think that's why it turned out to be a bit more aggressive. You know, it was sort of a combination of everything that happened the last few years, you know, kind of establishing Mammoth and touring for the last two years, but then all that uncertainty from, from 2019 to to the to 2021. Yeah, it's there's there's a lot going on. <laughs> One of the things that comes up on the show a lot is guitar tone. And I started down this kind of wormhole about it. Um with a conversation shortly after your dad passed with Nuno. And he told me a story about being a young kid when Extreme first broke and Dweezil took him to meet Van Halen and they were doing a rehearsal and he lived out his dream of playing through all of your dad's gear and he was disappointed that he still sounded like, like Nuno. Yes. <laughs> and so now yeah. when I talk to guitar players, I always ask them where they think their guitar tone comes from because if it's not the gear where is it coming from yeah that's the thing i think there's a lot of people that believe uh you know it's in the hands or it's or or that that's stupid and you're stupid for believing that and it's and it's whatever amps you got and i think honestly it's a combination of both i think every player is their own unique person so i guess do i lean a bit more towards uh it being in the hands sure po probably possibly but I, I don't know if there's any definitive answer to that. I mean, certainly watching dad and the way he played and other people, you know, pick it up and playing through the same uh, rig, it just doesn't sound the same. So I thought maybe there's just enough uh, specifically unique players where just they sound like themselves and there's nothing that you can do. <laughs> One of the other things that comes up a lot, and you're going to be a, an expert in this topic, um, is musical ability genetic or learned and i bring it up <laughs> because i didn't get any like i think you got all of mine and a bunch of other people's too is it something that you think comes from the van halen dna or is it from growing up surrounded by people encouraging you to play 
because <laughs> I don't think even your dad could get me to play guitar. I think maybe genetics maybe placed a, a, a sort of nugget of interest uh, towards music, but it's like, and I understand, you know, I, I constantly every day, I think every day on social media, I get, I get somebody saying like, Oh, it's in your genes. It's in your blood, you know? And it's like, I, I get that to a, a certain extent. And I, I, I totally get that's it's coming from a positive place, but like overall, it's like, I, I play <laughs> a lot. I've been playing since I was nine and I'm 32. Um, you know, I've been playing more than way more than half my life. And at a certain point, it's it's that, you know, that sort of 10,000 hour rule, you know, the, the more time you put into something, the more results you get. Um, so, uh, yeah, I can understand where that comes from also. But, you know, I grew up in an environment that was very music positive. <laughs> Although that, that's a weird uh, thing to say. If there ever was a music negative environment, I wouldn't want to be in that. Um, <laughs> but uh but yeah, I just the the you know growing up in the environment and and just uh, being encouraged, I guess, uh, by by both my parents, it certainly uh, didn't uh, stop me from from improving. Uh, bringing up all of the stuff on social media, I hope you know that for all of the idiots, there are thousands of us cheering you on. No, it's it's a there's a very uh, stupid but vocal minority that's fun to point and laugh at every now and then. But there's it's it's I've noticed over the years, at least absolutely since Mammoth has come out, um, uh, people have just been so wonderful and so kind. And you see that at all the shows that we play. It's crazy to be. I mean, we're out here. We've been playing in Germany and there's just rooms of people who are just like stoked. And it's it's an incredible feeling to 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 connect with people all the way out out here everywhere. It's uh, it's super humbling when you pour such personal stuff into your music um the last time i saw you play was the last time you were in boston with alter bridge and i remember you playing distance and obviously anybody that's seen the video knows what a personal song that is for you is it hard for you to play those songs live or is it cathartic for you to play those songs live because it feels like you're sharing something so personal with us when you're up there it's it's a bit of both um you know it's it's a really crazy thing with with distance is that um every time we play it there at least somebody is crying in in the crowd um and uh while that's really sad it's also really touching uh to be able to uh affect someone in that way to 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 that emotional uh response that you know that it, you know they reflect upon their own life and, and think about uh, who they've lost or or who they miss um and it's that's a huge thing to be able to 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 give that feeling to somebody. So yeah, it, it's it's t it's tough, but at the same time, it's sort of like you know, getting together with your friends and just having a good group cry and just kind of getting it out, <laughs> you know. <laughs> not only can I not play guitar or any instrument, <laughs> my my musical career ended with the clarinet and the marching band in high school. That's as far as I got. But I also have tried to write songs, and it just is not a natural thing for me. So I always talk to songwriters about um, examples of perfect songwriting. So is there a song, and it doesn't matter the artist or the genre, that you just look at from a songwriter's perspective and say, if you look up perfect songwriting in the dictionary, that would be the example. But then you got to break it down as to why you think it's perfect. I don't know. I think uh, uh, for me, melody is such an important part of uh, of uh, 
of songwriting and and just sort of catching your ear. You know, I, I you know, I, I think maybe the first thing that I thought of when you when you brought it up was, uh, you know, not to to cheer the family on too much, but uh, the song "Dreams" by by Van Halen. I think that's such a wonderful song uh, because of that melody my father came up with that that starts it, and that he he does again within the solo later. It kind of reinforces it. Uh, you know, uh, Sammy singing his ass off uh uh al just holding it down and and mike as well and and i don't know it's just uh things like that where it's just uh to me melody is so key and i think you can see that on on the mammoth album uh, especially this one coming out is that no matter overall it is a more aggressive album i think it's a bit heavier uh uh but there are softer moments um but overall melody uh is is the most important thing to me i think uh that just kind of reflects what i'm interested in and what i create you're not going to be in New England with Metallica until next August, which is so crazy <laughs> that we're talking about concerts when they got announced that are two years away. <laughs> when you got that call, you know, the, it's such an insane tour. What did, it, what did it mean for you to get the call to be like, we're doing this amazing Metallica tour and, and we want you to be part of it? Yeah, that's just a, a crazy one. Just a, a just a, an insane honor uh, for the guys in Metallica to find merit in what I do on my own. You know, outside of the Van Halen bubble, that it's like, hey, what you do on your own is good enough uh, to open for us, and that to me is a is just a crazy compliment. Um, but yeah, just just being a part of something this huge in general. I mean, have you seen the stage? <laughs> it's it's crazy. The 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 big in the round i've never done anything like it and it's it's certainly a new experience um are they gonna smuggle you in a bin through the crowd to get you up there <laughs> <laughs> no we just kind of walk through luckily it's 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 pretty close and they've got this like blocked there blocked off area i'm not going to be uh taylor swifting my way to the stage in a in a janitor <laughs> cart or something like that but uh uh yeah, no, it's 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 nuts, and it's a huge honor to be a part of. Man, uh, they're they're so wonderful. Everybody on the crew, and of course the band, they're 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 so wonderful and so kind. Uh, couldn't be happier to be a part of it. Very excited to, you know, we've been doing. I think we've done four or five shows out here in Europe. Uh, I'm so excited uh, for when it gets to uh, the states because the very first show uh, is the day the album comes out, uh, Mammoth Two. So we'll be able to start playing all the fun, heavy stuff. Uh, for that crowd. It's going to be really fun. I'm stoked. Less than two weeks after the record comes out, you're going to be at Foxwoods with Alter Bridge and Seven Dust. I interviewed Tyler Connolly from Theory of a Dead Man recently, and he said those guys sat around and had a conversation one time, and that if there was any band that they didn't want to get into a fist fight with, it would be Seven Dust. Do you think that's true? I would certainly agree with that. They are a scrappy bunch, but I I love them so much. They're all so so wonderful as well. I mean, I've I've known Morgan since, gosh, since 2007. I've, I've I've known those guys for a long time, and not only are they legendary musicians and songwriters, but they're just good dudes, and they'll beat the hell out of you if you piss them off. So you want to be on their good side. <laughs> and I talked to Mark recently as well, and he and I kind of get into the weeds about all of that guitar tone stuff. Um, what did you think about his Sinatra record? Oh, dude, so good. He has the perfect vocal uh, uh, tone for it. It's like, I think initially when people saw the announcement, they're like, what? But then you think about, you know, if you're a fan of his voice and and Tremonti and, and, and his vocal work in Alterbridge, it's like, dude, his voice is perfect for it. And then you hear it and it's like, yeah, it's amazing. It's so fun because uh, when we're out uh, on tour with Alterbridge, uh, 
uh, he warms up singing all the Sinatra stuff. And it's just like, it's just so cool. It sounds so good. The I'm panties so just go flying yeah. in tornadoes because, <laughs> because of the crooning. Yeah, no, he is. It's, 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 it's insane. It's such a cool thing that you'd never expect. And he's so uh, amazing at it. It's really cool. It must be a guitar lovers backstage environment as well between Mark and, and, you know, Clint and John yeah. and Seven Dust, like you guys just nerding out about gear and stuff backstage. Yeah, no, no big time. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to, I mean, I've, I've been listening to Alter Bridge and Seven Dust my whole life. So if you told me, you know, uh, you know, 10 years ago that I'd be, uh, opening for them with my own band and touring with them, uh, man, I wouldn't have believed you. It's too, it's too, too cool to be true. You talk about growing up in a musical environment and obviously there was going to be a lot of musical influence. Do you remember what the first band or first song was that you were like, no, 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 no. I like this. Cause it's, there's always that line in the sand. There's the music you get exposed to growing up and then there's a, a moment where you discover a band, a song, an album that kind of starts your own musical identity. Yeah, I mean, when I started playing drums uh, when I was nine, uh, I was basically listening to a lot of a lot of Van Halen and ACDC. Um, uh, but the first band that I really discovered on my own that I really enjoyed was Blink-182. Um, and so Enema of the State was one of those albums that I played over and over to uh, on the drums to get better, which is crazy because I think yesterday it just that uh, was 24 years that it's been out, which is an insane uh, anniversary. But yeah, that was Enema of the State, but Blink-182 was a really special album for me, learning how to play drums and everything. Well, Travis Barker is a pretty high bar to set for yourself if you learn how to play the drums. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I can't wait to see you with Alter Bridge and Seven Dust at Foxwoods and congratulations on the release of Mammoth 2. It was so nice to finally meet you. Thank you so much. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you so much. See you take ya. care. Thanks, you too. There he is, Wolfgang Van Halen from Mammoth WVH. Mammoth 2, the sophomore album from the band, is set for release on August 4th. And a little over a week later, you'll be able to see the band with Alter Bridge and Seven Dust at Foxwoods in Connecticut. Get the details on that show and the Metallica shows in 2024 at Gillette Stadium by checking the links in the show notes of this episode. You'll also find all of Wolfgang's links, all of Mammoth WVH's links, my links, and the link to this episode's corresponding playlist. I make a playlist for every full-length episode of the Mistress Carrie podcast that's filled with all of my guest music and all the songs and artists we referenced in the interview. If you liked what you heard, don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe to the Mistress Carrie podcast. New full-length episodes come out every Wednesday, plus every weekday you get the sit rep, which gives you all your music news, rock headlines, and entertainment updates in around five minutes. You can join me live every Tuesday night at 8.30 Eastern on my official Facebook page from my video show, Cocktails in the War Room, and you'll always find me on the radio. Get the details on all that and more at mistresscarry.com. The Mistress Carrie Podcast, a proud member of the Pantheon Podcast Network. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 